2: And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show, and I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And, well, we're going to be covering a lot of different topics today, Uh, the usual suspects, globalism. Um, We're going to also talk about the WHO, which is also globalism, really. The World Health Organization is meeting today to uh, discuss what their working groups have been working on um, for the last year. Uh, they're they're pretty much going to be deciding on how they're going to rule the world with the next pandemic. And you got to wonder, we haven't had one in 100 years, and all of a sudden, they're going to use a pandemic to rig every election. And that's right. That's how they're rigging the election is they're... They're 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 gonna push all of these contactless systems, contactless systems, you know, so you don't have to touch anything because we can't touch anybody anymore. We got to be in our own space, like the Jetsons flying around in our own vehicles. No one's ever to touch anybody again. You remember when Fauci said? I don't think we'll ever hand a handshake again. I don't think we should ever do that. We should never have a handshake. And even to this day, it's like you wonder if somebody's going to get a little annoyed if you shake their hand. Fist pump. It's ridiculous, but it's all part of a power grab. People don't realize. I don't think people always, you know, I don't think that they're in, they're seeing it like my, my, I'm I'm always looking for that, and I wish I wasn't. I wish I could just relax, you know, and not see these things or overanalyze the smallest of things. But it annoys me every time I go to the gym and I see three people wearing a mask. Still, it just—it's annoying. It's virtue signaling. It's—it's setting a bad example it's sort of like you know what what we see with these major corporations you know and what we were talking about yesterday which was you know i thought i thought very profound in that what is behind all this wokeness this adidas and and uh, nike and and bud light and and miller light and and J- jack daniels and all these different corporations and you just know that they're doing it because you know they're saying hey we support black lives matter while black lives matter is burning down their store looting their store and killing their employees with guns guns that are in the wrong hands because frankly uh you know you should have the right to defend yourself If you're not going to have any police force that's going to show up, you better have a gun. For the villain who has a gun. And that's like a whole other issue. It's, uh, they blame the gun rather than the mentally ill person or the person with a chip on their shoulder that feels like they want to shoot somebody, put a cap in someone's head to steal their products because of reparations, and everything that we see is stoked and fl- flames, stoking the flames of division, and it's starting to. It, I'm seeing it, folks. I'm seeing it everywhere, everywhere I turn. People are getting more divided now, and frankly, I, I, uh, I, I wish that. I wish that black people, in general, would would be better with this racial harmony. I, I wish that they would give white people a chance to make amends or whatever it takes, do the right thing. Because for thirty years, its studies have shown that if you do the right thing, if you wait. To have children until you're married. If you stay married and you have two incomes and you have a man and a woman raising a family, you're going to make it in this world, whether you're Asian, Hispanic, Black, White, it doesn't matter. Everybody knows it though. We all know this. We all know that doing the right thing and we all know that freak show storytelling in our for for our children to indoctrinate them is really just a broad extension of what the Rockefellers were, were insisting on when they pushed women's lib and trying to get that double tax tax base, double your tax base, and push children into the indoctrinating kindergarten rooted from German Nazis uh, and get those kids into an earlier education to get, indoctrinate them at an earlier age, get them when they're ripe like fruit. And turn them into zombies, we know what 's going on. we know what time it is, right The education department should be shut down. We should have private education competitive, and we should finance education, but let the let the uh, money follow the student now. I just covered a lot of ground here, but it's all part of one a one world order it's all part of Shoot, you can go back to when you 2 and Michael Jackson and everybody were singing We Are the World. It started then. It started with the Bushes. It started a long time ago. And everybody just thought, you're not right with the world. You're a racist. But it's getting to the point where we are getting more and more divided. Yes, Censorship, you know, I cut the cord, I told you. I canceled my cable subscription, and uh, I no longer watch Fox News at all. Like, not even an ounce of it. Unless I go to the gym and it's on, that's where I'll, I will might watch it. But for the most part, Fox has lost my business. They lost my trust. And what I recommend uh, is, if you have a Fire TV or Roku stick, get your or uh, a, a computer, go to ntd.com. Uh, and let's see if I, what happens when I go to ntd.com. Let's see what happens here. Yep, it works. ntd.com. Really good news uh, organization that I recommend. Uh, let's see what happens if I still go to antifa.com. antifa.com goes to the White House. Antifa.com still goes to the White House. Type it in. Antifa.com. You know that white terrorist group that Howard University's president didn't want to talk about when they awarded Joe Biden some sort of ridiculous PhD because they're all basically liberal Marxist zombies over there at Howard University? That basically are begging for reparations and allowing the Democrat Party to put them on a plantation and a corral. It's insane how these Marxist, overeducated Howard University people are allowing themselves to be used like mules by the Democrat. Party, whose, whose mascot is a mule. And they've been on the wrong side of black history for forever. And they're talking about gay pride month is June, right? Gay pride month. Man, we're going to be in for a dose of that. And it's May and we're feeling it. They, they're going to extend this to two months and three months. You can't go to Target now without finding all kinds of gay pride products for your toddlers it's insane so you don't go to target you just don't go just don't go to target don't buy that stupid bud light beer don't drive that stupid rainbow flag ford truck and just don't do it at some point it's going to catch up with BlackRock, who owns all these companies anyway but it is going to catch up It's going to create, and it's going to catch up in the weirdest of ways. It's going to um, open up new markets and new opportunities for new businesses. That's going to happen organically. We don't even have to talk about it. But if you just don't do it, the opposite of what Nike says, right? Just don't do it. Don't buy their products. And if you have to buy from a a Russian sneaker or a, a Chinese product, do it because they're not the ones that are killing your kids, they're not the ones that are allowing these uh murderers uh, uh, through our open borders, they're not the ones that are opening our um allowing drugs to come through the border. Because I don't even care if you blame China for fentanyl, yeah, that may they may make it there, I, I, I and I don't know that for sure. But I will say this if we didn't have, if we had a wall instead of an open border, we wouldn't be having a fentanyl problem. That's number one. So just, you know, you know the enemy is the globalist that's pushing all this stuff, that's trying to indoctrinate your children, that's pushing for open borders, that's advancing slave labor. And they're talking out of both sides of their mouth. They're like snakes. They push this climate initiative to control you to advance slave labor in in China. Well, they say you can't have a manufacturing plant to make a product here in the States because you'll not be able to get certified for a green business. They tell you what car you can and cannot buy. You can't buy a combustible engine car. You have to buy their car, their electric piece of crap. That's going to cost you an hour to fill up if you go anywhere with your car. We're not Europe. We're not these little roads. The reason why Europe has these little cars and these little trips and and electric might work better there is because they don't have open prairies in Europe. Europe is these tiny little streets. They need tiny little smart cars. That's why they have smaller cars. And that's why America is full of these big, big cars. It's because we have these big highways. It's the way we developed our land. We are a much bigger country than they are. That's why it is. It's just a demand, supply and demand type of thing. What works for them doesn't always work for us. You know, homogeneity in Norway, yeah, they can have socialized medicine that works really well because they have a population that's a fraction of our size. They have everybody is white. <laughs> you know, they have the same ailments. You know, it's sort of like an airline that gets all the same planes, the 737s or something like that, or an Airbus 320. Boom, that's it. They get one plane, they only need one type of mechanic, they only need one tool chest to put all their things. They don't need to to main, do maintenance on 10 different styles of planes. It costs them an arm and a leg and all kinds of different uh, specialized mechanics. They don't need all that. So streamline, and that's what... Uh, that's uh that's what Norway is. That's what homogeny is. <laughs> We're a multinational uh multi melting pot, right? There's no doubt about it. And that's you know, perhaps that makes us that is a good thing, and that makes us better. Better people. But you can't do it you can't force it, and you can't open the borders and just allow the worst of the worst we're seeing video of all these criminals coming through the open borders for us to contend with. And then they want to take away your guns and they want to defund the police. That's a recipe for disaster. Do you really even want to live in America anymore? I mean, at some point what's left of it? It's basically Venezuela, but you have to fend for yourself. You don't even get the benefits of socialism. You're going you get the you get the struggles of capitalism without the benefits <laughs> of capitalism, the prosperity of capitalism, because your store is going to get raided. <clears throat> I mean, would you want to be a clerk at a Seven Eleven without a bulletproof vest and a bulletproof glass? And then who wants to work in that environment? I mean, at some point, when is enough enough? But these politicians in Washington have raped and pillaged, and they've let it dry. They've taken every red cent away from the taxpayers. They've taken every single thing they can, and they're starting to run out. But people like the Biden crime family who get away with murder and never get uh, prosecuted, never get arraigned, never get indicted, never get uh, forced to give a deposition under oath, Never does Hunter get any of that. And they just skate. And they're taking all that they can for them, their family, and their friends. So we're going to be talking about a lot of these things today, as if we didn't already. But um, let's start with slave labor. You know, I've been saying for a long time this open border is all about slave labor. It's also about election rigging. They're allowing diseases to come through. Uh, They talk about concerns for pandemics so they can control people. They talk about concerns for climate so they can control people. But wasn't it the Biden administration that blew up Nord Stream 2 And, and that resulted in the worst methane gas leak? In the history of the world, that polluted the uh, our waters, and uh, you know, and and hasn't China um, not quadrupled? I don't know what the word is, but like a thousand percent increase in coal fire plants, polluting that area of the world as if we're not global, as if polluting in China doesn't somehow impact. The pollution levels around the world. It's not just isolated in China when they blow smoke. So I say they don't really care about climate and they don't care about slave labor. These people that are calling Trump supporters racists and advancing the this fake notion of reparations are are doing it all over again with their slave labor by opening the borders and exploiting people that's impacting good, God-fearing, hard-working, middle-class Americans who are paying their taxes and going to work. We have to live with this crap. These criminals that are coming through through the open border, and they're all for two reasons. Corporate greed, who's paying the politicians to keep the borders open so that they can get the cheap labor. And then the politicians who are registering these illegals, much to their not knowing, they don't know that they're being registered to vote. The ballot gets sent out. Then they create a pandemic so that it says we're going to have to keep on doing the mail-in ballots they mail out all the ballots. Everybody's got a ballot laying on their kitchen counter everywhere in the world, everywhere in the United States. Boom. Ballots go out everywhere. Ballot harvesters pick them up, fill them out, drop them off. And they don't do signature verification, which is the test that's happening in Arizona right now. Well, let's take a listen to this clip. And then let's take a listen to Nancy Pelosi. Confirming the clip. Let's have this word. The state of
3: California has one of the highest minimum wages in the United States at $15.74 an hour. But right in the heart of downtown Los Angeles, some migrant workers were being paid as low as $1.58 an hour. A scandal recently exposed by a Labor Department investigation.
4: In 2022, we conducted 50 investigations where we found 80% were in violation, and that was $892,000 in back wages to 296 workers. So that was more than 50% of our cases. Um, we found that employees were not being paid, you know, properly. Mm-hmm. Their wages were off the books. They weren't even showing, you know, time cards, time sheets that were being falsified.
3: In an exclusive interview with CGTN, Labor Department officials confirmed exploitations were prevalent in scores of garment factories that produce items for well-known brands. Local workers say they've been aware of the labor rights violations for years. Actually, most of the people on the garment industry in this area are not making the minimum wage at all. That's one of the most difficult things that we're facing now. And because most people are not making, um, uh, not even the minimum wage, and a lot of people are earning like $350, $300, which is enough just to pay the rent. So, what about food, groceries? In a city with increasingly higher costs of living, job insecurity is a concern among many LA residents, especially when it comes to undocumented immigrants.
4: Many times, we often wonder why employees, you know, don't come forth, and, and we we get it. It's it's fear. It's, it's many fears. Um, many of, of the folks are recent immigrants who arrived to this country and have no clue of even what the minimum wage is or what overtime is, and so we must continue to educate, we must continue to, to do outreach, and we can't do this alone. we have to do this together.
3: The Labor Department investigation also showed that people who purchase clothing labeled as Made in USA may unknowingly be supporting the exploitation of workers. Government officials say raising awareness about labor rights may be the only way to end it.
2: Well, yeah, that's an understatement, Um, but there it is, right? It's proof positive that that is happening, right? We've known it for a long time, but here, listen to Nancy Pelosi.
4: We have a shortage of workers in our country, and you see even in Florida, some of the farmers and the growers saying, why are you shipping these
2: uh, immigrants uh, up north? We need them to pick the crops down here. We need pick the crops, you know, do all that hard labor, the farming and all that, right? I mean, that's that's what it's all about. Um, when Democrats talk about justifying the illegal migrant invasion occurring at our southern border, they lament we haven't enough folks to pick our crops and care for our children. Sound familiar? Some Uh, things never change. And they have a picture of black people uh, working as maids, picking cotton um, in in that uh, frame, uh, in that meme. And, you know, that's uh, the kind of thing that Democrats have always supported. And they do it right in your face. And yet Howard University will sit there and give Joe Biden, who basically was in love with Robert Byrd, the last KKK member, to ever graced the halls of the Senate. Um, Robert Byrd was a grand wizard or something like that. He's a leader, a recruiter uh, for the Ku Klux Klan. And there you have someone like Joe Biden uh, in support of a guy like that. Um, but what can you say? I mean, this is just the hypocrisy that goes on in Washington every day. Uh, we have a caller. Caller, you're on the air. Hey, morning, Scott. Good morning. Uh, so let me so, let me get this straight. Um, they
1: uh, the left needs cheap workers, so they flood the country with unskilled cheap workers, and then they turn around and say, we got to give these people more money.
2: I don't understand that. Yeah, I don't understand either. It's a hypocrisy that who understands hypocrisy. I mean, in one sense, you know, they're not a lot of these migrants don't even have a court date until twenty twenty seven, and they're getting gonna, they're going to yeah. get paid by your tax dollars, eight hundred dollars a month. They're going to then take their information and send them out a ballot that's going to be picked up by somebody else, filled out by somebody else, and dropped off by somebody else, and counted as needed when they're behind in an election that's number yeah, one you know, the and number two it, they're going to the the corporations are going to get it because they're going to donate to the politician that's allowing this crap to happen and uh, because they're getting the cheap labor because at some point these companies that are profiting from the cheap labor uh are owned their stock is owned by companies like BlackRock and other large companies
1: Um, you know what, uh, I forget who it was, but uh, it was somebody that said, um, hell is a place uh, devoid of logic and reason. Uh, I think we're in hell, Scott.
2: We're in trouble. There's, there's no doubt about it. We're in a bad place in America right now. And the Democrats are in power and they're in power because they're rigging elections. And that's the only way that I could tell you that it's happening because I know that people are not. Buying into this they're not agreeing to this i don't know anybody that agrees to all of this but we have dumb democrat voters though that make it difficult because when you tell them this stuff they think you're a conspiracy nut and they like that they like the fact that they're winning in certain respects but what are they winning they're winning the election but really what are they winning like you see these antifa socialist marxists and they're shouting at the police, and they're demanding bigger government at the same time. And then they're they're sort of like looking at the government as the man, and they're complaining about the man, but yet they want more of the man, you know? It yeah, doesn't they're doing make the man bidding. They want a bigger government. They want a socialist Marxist society, but they're complaining to the government when they're marching and protesting yeah. and burning buildings down. Why are you burning the government building down? Because we hate the government. But isn't it your socialist Marxist policy that wants a bigger government? You call yourself anti-fascist, but you're the most fascist group on earth right now. Wearing your stupid yeah. masks. And, yeah, and then
1: it. at the same time, they want to turn around and disarm the people.
2: Yeah. Yeah. While, they're, while they have a billy club in their hand.
1: Uh, you know about the, uh, the the firearms thing. You know, there's there's one argument that I, I have yet to hear anybody bring up, uh, and that's the fact that you know they keep talking about assault assault weapons, assault rifles, and whatever. Um, has anybody made the argument that that you know, wait a minute, what uh, you know, are we entitled to defense? Can we defend ourselves? ostensibly i'm sure the answer would be yes right yes so any of these weapons that you call assault weapons can they also be used for defense and tell me a defensive weapon that cannot be used to assault somebody
2: that's actually a really great argument i i have to commend you on that because that is a very very strong argument that you could make you know that uh you never—because why is it that assault gets crucified, but defense doesn't? And you can't have it both ways. If you have the right to defend yourself, then, yeah, then then that's all you're doing. It, it gets to the um, uh, position of intent. So are you intending to harm somebody unprovoked? No. Are you intending to use this to defend yourself? yes. That should be the t- the question on the uh, application, right? And, of course, right. everybody's going to answer to defend myself and not to hurt innocent people. And so long as your intent is right, uh, that should be it. Are, are you going to use this gun to rob a bank? If someone answers yes, they shouldn't get a gun. No one's going to answer <laughs> yes, but people do use guns to rob banks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you, you're right. I mean, you could do... And you can make that argument anywhere, like with a, with a, with a knife, yeah, with, a, with a butter knife. I mean, with A, a, a with, spoon can be an assault weapon. Absolutely. A car can, a truck can, uh, you know, whatever. A scooter yeah, can. Yeah, because, I mean, what is assault?
1: You never get them to define their terms. That's the problem. These 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 so-called conservatives on, on, on the Hill, they, they never get these, these leftists to define their terms. They say, oh, assault. Well, what is assault? Assault is an attack. It's a personal attack, right? My fist.
2: My fist. What are you going to do? Cut off my fist? Yeah.
1: (laughs) I mean, anything, yeah, just like I said, anything used for defense can be also used for attack.
2: Yeah, we're going to have to ban heels on shoes because, you know, this woman (laughs) took out her spiked heel and put some guy's eye out.
1: (laughs) Yeah, hey, get the word up to Washington, man. Have them start making that argument.
2: Yeah, right. All right. Thanks for calling in. All right, let's right. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Well, in this day and age, it might not even be a woman. It might with a spiked heel, <laughs> you know. So, getting back to this election thing, I, I was reading this thing and I wanted to share it with my audience here. Twenty twenty election, something just doesn't seem to be correct. Okay, so you're with me so far. Um, total number of votes: Obama got sixty nine million. Trump got seventy four million. Biden got 81 million, yet he can't walk into any arena and nobody cheers for him. Nobody cheers for this man. Nobody likes him. Even people on the left don't like him. They tolerate him because he's better than Trump. But the number of counties each candidate won, Obama won 873 counties. Biden won 509 counties, right? So almost half of the counties Biden won. But somehow I got 81 million votes. You know how many co- counties Trump won? 2,547 to Biden's 509. So how in the world do you get a bigger slice of the pie than any other Republican in history and somehow you got all these votes, right? It just doesn't make any sense. The bellwether counties, you know, the ones that really dictate the terms of the outcome of the election, Well, those counties are like middle-of-the-road counties where there wasn't a lot of election rigging. And Bellwether counties, each candidate won. Obama won 18 of the 19 Bellwether counties. Trump, guess what, won 18 of the 19 Bellwether counties like Obama. But Biden won only one of the 19 Bellwether counties. Okay, so goes Ohio, goes the rest of the country, right? It used to be that way, or Florida, or Iowa. Florida, Ohio, and Iowa. Obama won them all. Trump won them all. Biden lost them all. Because there wasn't any election rigging going on in Florida, Ohio, and Iowa. Which candidate's political party won seats in the House of Representatives? Obama Democrats won seats. Trump Republicans won seats. Biden Democrats won no seats in the House. So it just defies the the odds. This is a great piece. Uh, I love this sixty second sound clip. It's a one we've played before. We'll play it again.
5: Start with a virus imported into America. Talk about it nonstop. Call some governors not them not them that's your guys put patients into nursing homes kill thousands blame the president keep blaming blame some more lock down small business kill the economy push mail in voting stoke a race war call for riots pick a candidate no not her yeah that's more like it lock him in his basement shield him from the press don't cover this don't cover this don't cover this keep doing that Ignore the economic recovery. Downplay the world peace. Pump the polls. Pump, pump. Don't stop pumping. Install your software in swing states. That was fast. Take control of polling stations. Call off the election when you're losing. Kick everyone out. Pull out all the extra ballots. Get the software to do its thing. Get the media to say it's over. Call the big tech guys. Ban anyone who notices. Act like the whole thing never happened. Stealing the most powerful republic in the world. It's that easy. That's
2: how they did it. They did that. They did it. there's no one can convince me otherwise, because when you take a look at like the CNN ratings, you know, and you take a look at the, what happened when uh, Tucker left, boom, it collapsed, right? And then CNN has this one spike. I've looked at these ratings charts. And just a huge spike when Trump got on board. Everybody wants a piece of Trump. He's the most popular political figure that's in the history of America. And going against Joe Biden, a guy that's been around for 50 years that nobody liked, that's just a compulsive liar, who has a crack son, that is a porn addict. I mean, no way. No way, folks. The guy is very unlikable in every shape and form. Nobody's buying his Joe from Scranton BS anymore. So it says here, can we start early? August is national stop blaming white people month. Accept responsibility for your own bad choices. Hug a white person. This is a meme. I thought it was pretty funny because they're starting the gay pride thing early, right? Uh, So, yeah, wouldn't that be something if that happened? Uh, Capitol police admitted under oath. They invited people into the Capitol. They claimed they trespassed. That's entrapment. Retweet if you agree. It is entrapment. And they're still rotting in jail, some of these people. Treason. Never has a president like Obama. Never has a president, and they have a picture of Obama, never has a president left office to collude with others to impede the next sitting president of the United States of America until Obama yeah well he was an enemy of the country and everybody knew it he was evil and he did that with the Russian hoax and he allowed Hillary to do that and he allowed his FBI to cover up Hillary's crimes while setting up the hoax, the Russian hoax. And he allowed his CIA to do it. He did a lot of unmasking. He used his UN ambassador, who's now the USAID, working as a money launderer for the State Department and CIA, with the, as the head of USAID, which is the money arm of coercion for the State Department. They just, they're not diplomats. They're just thugs that buy people off, pay people. We'll give you this money. Just shut up, or we'll give you this money if you do this. And we won't give you this money if you don't do this. And if you don't cooperate and it gets bad enough, we'll send our CIA in and wage a coup and, and kill your family. You know, and that's basically, in essence, what's been happening. Just ask Imran Khan over in Pakistan, who made the uh, unwise choice, I guess, for him to buy Russian oil In the face of the globalist uh, front, which was the G7 war in Ukraine. And, uh, you know, that's what's uh, been going on. If you can't question it, it's not science. It's propaganda. Hmm. Where have we heard that before? This wasn't a presidential administration. It was a crime spree. And they have a picture of Valerie Jarrett, uh, Loretta Lynch, Susan Rice, Eric Holder, uh, Hillary Clinton, and Barack Hussein Obama, and then Michael Obama, Big Mike, we call him, um, uh, Obama's uh, pseudo-wife, Barack and Michelle, I think it's her name, Michael, Um, something like that. It's all a fraud. It's all an absolute fraud. These people are disgusting. Who urges global governments governance to address pandemics and climate change? GOP responds with bills to leave the WHO. So the GOP is, but the Biden administration, of course, is on his knees uh, trying to sell himself to, um, to uh, the globalist agenda. Here we have the media that covers up for the globalists. And this is what they're doing in England with BBC Breakfast, take a listen.
6: Welcome to BBC Verify, like you said, we are a team of investigative journalists here at the BBC. Uh, We are also a new brand, and we are a physical location um, above the newsroom in London. Um, And the point of the team, as you said, is to verify video, to fact check, to counter disinformation um, and to analyze really complex stories so we can get to the truth of what's going on. Why does this matter? Well, mistruths can cause really serious harm to society and to the people in them.
2: Yeah, do you get that? Mistruths. (laughs) So they're going to be the ambassadors of truth. Wouldn't it be nice if you just go to one source and say, oh, thank you for the truth. Thank you for not lying to me. Thank you. Thank you. Right? It's absolutely insane. Their 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 lack of awareness is untrue. I mean, the fact that they can sit there and act like they they don't see what we see. How ridiculous this, you know, it is that we have to listen to this liberal tell us that they're going to be the the Owners of truth, and this is what the AI is all about, as well. It's scary, right? Did you hear the words that came out of this woman's mouth? And they did the same thing in the United States with the Truths are, and of course, it's all about disinformation. That's what it is. All right, we have a we have um we have a few other clips. There's something big that's happening today, uh, so we're going to get uh, to we're going to listen to a portion of this. This is by Nora Bin Laden, Um, and she is talking about digital surveillance is happening now and how the WHO is getting together today to uh, push their pandemic responses that are going to basically take over your government and your government's ability to make decisions on their own unilaterally. It's going to be a multinational type of thing where our lives are going to be directly impacted by these unelected officials that happen to be have a history of terrorism. So digital sur- surveillance, sinister, WHO, pandemic, CIA, RFK, Jr., totalitarians said this, totalitarians will always have a good excuse for infringing upon your freedoms. Okay, let's take a listen.
6: What is going on is incredibly dark and sinister right behind me here at the headquarters Of the WHO uh, for health regulation amendments and the treaty, the pandemic treaty. These are being discussed here this week, more specifically tomorrow, in terms of the progress that these working groups have made over the past year, year and a half, since uh, these groups have been set up to essentially what they are trying to do is form the digital structure, the digital infrastructure. For healthcare, which would supersede any form of national sovereignty when it comes to not just healthcare in uh, different nations, but in general, this is very much part of the digital enslavement that we've been talking about when I came up when I came up on um, on the war room back in January, and uh, this is very much the last stages again of this implementation, whereby they are using the WHO as the weapon of choice. They are using these mechanisms, these legal instruments to further solidify their power grab and this world government that they are implementing.
0: It is the ambition of every totalitarian regime to exercise complete control over every aspect of our lives. We live at a time now that technology has dangerously expanded the capacity for governments and corporations to control our lives. Distant, impersonal, multinationals, and authoritarian technologies have usurped the realms of human activity that were once private or held by a community. They monitor our every movement, our communications, our every transaction. And the technologies they use to monitor us can also be used to control us.
6: Yes, Switzerland has a very particular uh, place in the globalist architecture. This country, and Geneva more specifically, as you just mentioned, has been selected to house all these entities, all these international organizations, supposedly under the lofty guise of coordinating and um, improving the lives of people around the world. But in reality, they're actually doing the very opposite. And as-
2: So the, they want to control your health, but they want to use pandemics to control your physicality as well. Uh, then there is this uh, Mark Ruta from uh, Norway. He has this to say about innovation. So the role
7: models. of businesses in the agri-food sector should be stimulated food. and able to create they scalable to your food. solutions. And here... I'd like to highlight a a World Economic Forum initiative in this regard, the World Economic uh, Forum Food uh, Innovation Hubs. And these hubs in Africa, in Asia, in South America and in Europe uh, will allow uh, businesses to connect regional stakeholders to skill innovations because this is key, uh, skill innovations that can address food food systems challenges. And here... Uh, I'm particularly proud to announce that the Netherlands will host the Global Coordinating Secretariat of the World Economic Forum Food Innovation Hubs, which will connect all other food innovation hubs. And I believe this is important because it will be facilitating to create uh, the partnerships we need.
2: So they want to get into the food business. They want to control your food. They use climate to control your energy. They're using uh, bank collapses and inflation and FTX scams with Sam Bankman Freed to control your money, right? These regional banks are going out of business by design with this inflation and the, what the Federal Reserve is doing. And central banks are going to be controlled by the big banks, by the... the uh, the Black Rocks of the world, these big financial investor companies, and they're going to control your money. They're going to control your health through the WHO. They're going to control your food through the WEF. And the IMF and the World Bank are going to control your money. It's all this world stuff. It's so ridiculous. It's, it's right there in front of us. Um so I wanted to also uh, get into uh I wanted to address this uh this investigation that's going on with the FBI and the whistleblowers uh before we uh you know it's the Durham thing Merrick Garland's J-6 juries prove Durham's point. Conservatives can't get a fair trial in D.C. That would apply to Trump as well. Let's listen to what James Comer had to say about the, the whistleblowers. Let's take a listen.
0: Do you think that the Department of Justice is involved in a cover-up influenced by the White House?
8: Well, something fishy's going on. I mean, we know for all practical purposes that the FBI has the document that we're requesting. We know that a whistleblower has come forward with respect to uh, IRS being told to stand down by the DOJ. So this is two instances of credible whistleblowers who have come forward to verify what we have believed has been happening all along. And that's a, a massive cover-up uh, with people at the top and the highest levels of the DOJ.
0: We're going to get to the whistleblower in a second, but the document that you have subpoenaed from the FBI, you have not received. They have given you an explanation. If you're not satisfied with that explanation, where does it go from here? Are you going to cite somebody for contempt in the FBI?
8: That's what I want to do. I spoke to Speaker McCarthy last night and told him how disappointed I was. He's supposed to have a call with Christopher Ray at some point uh, in the very near future. He's requested the call. So I don't think uh, the FBI director can put the Speaker of the House off very many days. Uh, once Speaker McCarthy talks to uh, Director Ray, uh, if that doesn't solve the problem, then I'm all for uh, contempt charges. I'm all for going to court. I mean, we're going to do whatever we can to find out what exactly the FBI did to verify this allegation. An allegation. That Joe Biden, when he was vice president, took money from a foreign national, which is consistent with the bank records we produced at our press conference last week with what he did in Romania.
0: Now, is the whistleblower uh, now willing to come forward and say under oath
8: in, in public exactly what happened, what he knows? Well, I, I, don't know. Uh, that's something, uh, obviously he has an attorney. Uh, our attorneys are dealing with their, with his attorneys and, and Chuck Grassley's actually the lead person in this. Uh, he has a close relationship with the whistleblower. Uh, so, you know, the fact that Senator Grassley's involved, someone who's spent a career of building relationship with whistleblowers, protecting whistleblowers, and protecting the institution, uh, says a lot that the FBI would, uh, basically tell Chuck Grassley to go fly a kite. And
0: final question for you, uh, Congressman, is have any of the other members of the team that this whistleblower says have all been eliminated from the investigation? Have they spoken to you? Is, is it still just this one whistleblower you're listening to? Or have there been others who've come to you about this particular incident?
8: Well, with, with respect to this one, I, I've just uh, heard from from one representative of the whistleblower.
2: All right. So what that's about is the IRS was told by the DOJ to stand down on the Hunter Biden investigation. Uh, and once that passes through, uh, you're going to then have um, a pardon and then you're going to have an impeachment. It's it's really sort of like breastfeeding. Knuckle high stakes business. Um, I like what Marjorie Taylor Greene is doing with regard to her um, her impeachment calls for impeachment because it, it it's going to result in discovery at the very minimum for Mayorkas and uh, and Christopher Ray and Merrick Garland. Uh, not to mention Joe Biden. But uh, let's take a listen to this clip.
0: No basis for investigation. Not a single U.S. agency, the, by the way, had any evidence. This is of-
2: about Durham's report on the Russian hoax. There was no basis for an investigation. There was bias. There was double standards, willful ignorance, and Russian disinformation. Collusion.
0: Uh, at the time that they came out with this whole thing. Bias. You think of Peter Strzok, Lisa Page. I mentioned Kevin Kleinsmith. Double standards. Hillary Clinton's conflicts of interest with the Clinton Foundation weren't investigated to the extent that a phony charge against uh, on Russian collusion was. Willful ignorance. The FBI ignored evidence it was being used by the Clinton campaign to execute a political dirty trick. And Russian disinformation. The FBI may have begun as a Russian intel operation. The, the FBI a probe so i mean there's so many but it's the number one no basis for investigation they weren't going after a crime they were going after an individual donald trump
2: that's right and uh this uh this guy he has on Ooh uh is an asian guy uh basically doubled down and confirmed all of that uh as true and uh he worked he's a former doga employee let's take a listen to myron doddle's uh um, from Florida, uh, talking about J6 and how the fault of not having a National Guard belongs at the footstep of Nancy Pelosi. Let's take
9: a listen to that. One thing that was clear in previous testimony in this committee, corroborated by this testimony today, is that, you know, troops from National Guard were authorized by the president at the time, Donald Trump, on January 4. They were authorized. It was testified in this committee they were authorized. <clears throat> D.C. was able to take advantage of them in the capacity that, that D.C. wanted to save for the couple of requests that you also wanted. One thing it's important to indicate, Mr. Chairman, is that for DC, for National Guard troops to be deployed to the Capitol, it requires a Capitol Police Board to actually issue a state of emergency for troops to come on Capitol grounds. And the police board is made up of the architect of the Capitol, the head of Senate security, the head of House security, and the chief of the Capitol Police. And by my understanding, three of those four people report to the Speaker of the House. And the Speaker of the House at that time was Nancy Pelosi. So when we want to talk about National Guard being here and the timetable of them getting here, it's important to understand that there were National Guard in the District of Columbia, and their limitation of coming to the Capitol was not due to anybody else because the President is not authorized to deploy troops to the Capitol, separation of powers. It is at the hands of the Speaker of the House. And with that, I yield and I apologize for being a minute and 24 over.
2: Yeah, wow. So that was just a few days ago that he gave that testimony, um, and it was quite powerful. I had really been wanting to play that clip for quite some time, uh, and uh, I'm glad we got a chance to play it. Well, that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today, and be sure to check out uh, either buglecall.org uh, or magapack.org. We are a 501c3 organization that's advancing America First policies to make America great again. And the way we do that is through informing the public of what all of this means. It's generally an anti-globalist position. As a 501c3, we are not allowed to select a candidate. Um, So we are not running any of those DeSantis ads or Trump ads. Uh, We're not associated with that group, whoever that is. Um, But yeah, so that's uh, check out magapack.org. And uh, also use redstate over at mypillow.com. And with that, we'll see you next time on the radio.
7: Bye-bye,